I've said it a few times before and I want to reiterate, this podcast isn't for everyone. If you cringe at serious wake-up calls, if looking beyond what you've allowed yourself bothers you, if you furrow your brow at harsh words, or if you're part of the ostentatiously stupid cancel culture movement, this isn't for you. We are entering a new era, what some call an awakening, but most still have their crusty eyes tightly shut. Did you think waking up was easy? Did you think you'd discover a brave new world filled with hugs and rainbows as soon as you heard some mantras and became inclusive? Waking up is hard work because we live in a liberally oppressive society that is devoutly sick, and that's exactly what I intend to show you today. My name is Mario Portella. Welcome to the sixth episode of my podcast. I've already placed my virtual saints on the altar. Come pray with me. Silence Means Consent, a podcast by Mario Portella. the creative force behind this captivating podcast. As the author, editor, and producer, I've poured my heart and soul into crafting this audio experience you're currently immersed in. I genuinely hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed bringing it to life for you. If you're curious to learn more about me and explore my other creations, make sure to visit mportella.live. There, you'll find a treasure trove of content waiting to be discovered. Wishing you an incredible episode ahead, and I eagerly await your valuable feedback and support. Happy listening. We are blindfolded puppets, our existence guided by a GPS that isn't ours, never has been. What does the puppet truly see when it finally opens its eyes? In a nutshell, we begin to grasp the intricacies of society and see the puppet strings. We realize that our society is the product of external forces operating in the shadows of human history. It's easier to deceive people than to convince them they've been deceived. This is the power of psychological and physical control exerted over each of the social beings we call humans, breaking free from age-old chains and the conveniently manipulated weight of history and mental control is a process of awakening from a state of innate denial. Embracing spirituality is much more than sharing images on Facebook with Namaste or posting quotes we stubbornly refuse to follow only to indirectly target our virtual friends. It's a profound awakening process that involves a psychological liberation from social consensus and cultural agreements from every corner of the planet. Understanding that we've been deceived since the day we were born beyond what our thoughts could imagine can provoke intense inner turmoil. Disillusionment with life, disdain for society, a strong sense of humiliation and worst of all, the disrespect and reactivity of friends and family who continuously, even unconsciously, try to steer us back to the starting point, to belong to a controlled and mainstream whole. In this process of breaking free from a sort of consensual slavery of human consciousness, we often question our own sanity. And if this hasn't happened to you or is not happening, then you're probably not truly awakening yet. On the other hand, if it does happen to you, I have one piece of advice. 
get used to it. We bear the weight of our culture and yes, get used to it. There's no use seeking agents of the matrix to validate your truth and discoveries. You'll end up medicated, controlled and labeled with some tailor-made diagnosis based on a vast array of conjectures masquerading as science. Air placed under an ostentatious label that confuses more than it explains. There are labels for everything and everyone, and no one escapes receiving a nice stamp on their forehead. That feeling of insanity is merely your mind struggling against the programs injected over years, sleeping in a bed of roses without petals. In reality, you're becoming sane in an insane society. To fight this battle, you must grasp the flaming sword of knowledge and wage war against ignorance and conformity. But don't try to cut the puppet strings. Understand them and anticipate their movements. Seek information, educate yourself, sift through it, follow your signs, your intuition, and only then will you find a spot in the shade of the tree of life that has been hidden from you. We must be prepared to confront our surroundings, all the factors that inhibit and obstruct our growth in this social paradigm born from a history accepted as natural, but one that is based solely on violence, bloody wars, oppressive regimes written by those who gain the right to write it through force. A millennia-old agenda of bland religions and imposter gods lurking at every corner of a despotic and rotting tree, a clipothic tree. We witness brainwashing every day, emotional blackmail, the herding of the flock, the ghosts of the past, and good intentions filling this hell that the masses deem normal. We must detach ourselves from the daily distractions designed to keep us away from the bigger picture. From the moment we are born on this planet, we are, in one way or another, victims of the effects of this society that has become pathologically obedient to religious programming. Even those who achieve a certain level of liberation are trained to be tolerant of religions that consume their fellow humans. Instead of being encouraged to dismantle this mass control and enslavement phenomenon, it's easy to be accused of intolerance and ingratitude if we in any way oppose this mass control virus called religion, which fuels a far more serious and enduring pandemic than the COVIDs of this world. minister of one of history's most psychopathic dictators coined the term political correctness, explaining that it was a propaganda tool in which individuals were trained through a false sense of personal honor to become their own police, policing their thoughts and words. Undoubtedly, it's a more functional way to keep the sheep in the pasture by controlling their mental guidelines rather than through physical coercion. The overwhelming majority of the planet's population is born into exposure to religious ideologies and heavily trained in their daily rituals to earn their labels and medals as followers. 
they rarely question this blind obedience, which in fact becomes a psychopathology from which there's no return. For these labeled individuals, their connection to the virus becomes egocentric and religiously reactive, taking offense at anyone who questions their system and shakes the foundations of the lies they've grown accustomed to. They believe that the superiority of their god makes them the eye at the top of the pyramid, blindly following the supposed validity of a few words written in a confusing book they've never read and don't even understand. For most, even discussing the validity and authority of their god is a reprehensible offense that demands punishment. The truth on this matter was understood by the liberator Siddhartha who implored all those fascinated by his way of life and perspective not to deify him, create idols of him, or turn his choices into religious laws. And what did human society do to destroy him and merge him with the others? Buddhism, which likes to deny being a religion, has hundreds of thousands of labeled followers who sit around an idol trying to replicate this man who warned us and asked us not to do this. Every day, a large percentage of Buddhists, especially in Asia, kneel and pray to Buddha in the same way that Christians do before a macabre image depicting the death of another man who tried to set them free. It's a form of harmless vampirism towards the world, directly but highly destructive to the consciousness of the self and consequently human consciousness. If you want to test how far you've acted under the label or outside of it under the energy of fear or love, consider how often you censor yourself from sharing your personal truths because they somehow challenge the mental control label of those around you, especially when it comes to religion. Sharing your conclusions about the political system or belief systems, often horrendous for human consciousness, is an act of love. It's a service to global human consciousness. It has nothing to do with intolerance, insolence, racism, xenophobia, personal hatred, or fanaticism. It's about identifying the limitations of the religious programs installed in us from birth. Programs that condemn the freedom of the central computer of human intelligence. If a virus were to infect your computer, corrupting the operating system to the point of paralysis, no one would rush to accuse the computer of being intolerant. We'd simply identify the problem and remove the virus as soon as possible, if possible. As the character Morpheus said in the movie The Matrix, you have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged, and many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Religion is the false panacea to which many are desperately dependent, to the extent that they rise as a mob ready for war, and will fight to the death for an ideology that occupies a false and compromised territory. After all, religion has been the cause of 80% of wars in human history. Religion is the most subtle form of Stockholm Syndrome, typically defined as the name given to a particular psychological state in which a person subjected to prolonged intimidation, develops sympathy and even a curious sense of love or friendship toward their aggressor. 
In the case of those taken hostage by a religious ideology, their captors are the external creators who crafted a charade that prevented them from even knowing who they were or what they were. Religious ideology may contain within its writings the bloodiest stories, brutal murders, high-grade terrorism, consanguineous reproduction, intolerant militancy, pedophilia, and a whole set of reptilian brain archetypes that their conveniently labeled followers accept as normal when done in the name of a god that promises them a magical land, unattainable if they fail to adhere to a set of laws and precepts. Either they never read their own books, or there's a clear tendency towards Stockholm Syndrome when they do. The Bible, for example, describes how we were created in God's image and commands us to follow His example. Then, page after page, it describes this God as an oppressive genocidal maniac. This could be the main explanation for the behavior of Western civilization. But don't think this phenomenon is exclusive to Bible followers. It's universal. For example, involving oneself in a religion that idolizes a prophet as a messenger of a god or a human who by his hand and record is personally responsible for the beheading of thousands of people in an attempt to annihilate an ethnicity and a genetic lineage in the name of God is embodying and giving life to a militaristic archetype reptilian brain thinking and displaying questionable behavior from the perspective of human consciousness which will never allow for a peaceful existence during this idolatry. When some are waking up and opening their eyes, what is humanity doing to stop it? Simple, a new age wave is created, a new label, a fashion inspired by Eastern solipsism and mixed with an illusory and wishful thinking form of political correctness, a kind of marionettes who know where the strings are but decorate them with flags and an apparent tolerance and acceptance. A wave smiling and filled with the seven colors of the rainbow that wants the rest of the world to believe that all religions share, at their core, a code full of epiphanies. Instead of awakening, they surrender to an existence they call becoming spiritual, filled with light and captivating enlightenment that they magically find in the various records of murderous, vengeful and terrorist gods who order the annihilation of cities and peoples, kill children, command the rape of virgins, remove women's rights and send plagues and famines. Regardless of which religious book it is, if you truly read it, it becomes evident that we're not dealing with all-powerful entities living in love and benevolence, but rather indecisive and confused beings displaying clear signs of psychopathy. Any of these labels, be they religious or politically correct, promote conformity, psychopathy, militant fervor, and fear-based control. It's the fear of death, fear of punishment in this life and beyond, fear of not being worthy of salvation. In reality, it's the paralysis of the human consciousness computer reacting to an intentional virus designed to control, limit and diminish. It's a war on consciousness that began long ago and doesn't appear in the history written by those who won. Which religion doesn't carry within itself the seeds of division and hatred? 
throughout history, all religions written by the victors have established a constant stream of war, sociopathy, xenophobia, sexism, and everything else to follow a kind of agenda from the outside, from one or another sovereign god, with psychopathic tendencies. It's been just a few centuries since millions of women were systematically murdered in the name of the so-called witch hunts across Europe. But that's considered normal, some say, as we were evolving. However, this evolution has been ongoing for millennia, and I couldn't conclude this podcast without addressing the constant attack on the feminine principle worldwide. The energetic scar left on the feminine principle of the human lineage has sustained the power of patriarchal religious dominance that we still witness today. This power is responsible for a list of atrocities that traumatizes and serves to disconnect individuals from the wisdom and guidance of this important human principle. After all, it was the woman who bit into the pomegranate. Or was it an apple? The scoundrels of today's world maintain the rhythm of thousands of years ago, sparing no means or sacrifices to achieve their most perverse ends. Everything is orchestrated as if it were a long-learned ritual. A handful of salt and red herbs lead to witch hunts. The fall of a pair of towers leads to fundamentalist war. Constant scars on the energetic harmony of a whole that becomes infected and festers like cruel gangrene, inhuman and ironic, even when we think their creators are still seen as saviors. Did you think it was just a matter of waking up? Did you think you would discover a wonderful world of hugs of light as soon as the veils of illusion began to dissipate? Are you still waiting for something or someone to come and save us? We are the ones we've been waiting for. We don't need anyone or anything to come back and save us from the bullies of humanity's playground. The solution to the global crisis of values and ethics will not be born from the hands of those who caused it in the first place. It's not those who hurt us that will save us. We can't allow them to continue forcing our path. Yes, let's be victorious, but we don't need a revolution. We need a revelation. Continuing to tolerate the virus and labeling is like applying a band-aid. We must electromagnetically and neurochemically dissociate ourselves from this dualistic consciousness, from these hunger games that are repeatedly imposed upon us. Do you ever think like this? If this hasn't happened to you or hasn't happened yet, you're probably not truly awakening yet and can go back to your slumber. On the other hand, if it has happened to you, I have one piece of advice. Face fear with unconditional love and work on yourself. I will do my part in the next episode when I talk to you about that fear. If you've listened this far, if you've endured my torrent of revelations, surely it's because you don't want to be religiously ill or you would have gone to convalesce elsewhere by now. And for being here, I offer you my most sincere and profound gratitude, sprinkled with a smile. Don't forget that if this journey interests you, you can show your support with a subscription. If these topics fascinate you, you can express your gratitude by sharing. And if you want to, and it makes sense to you, feel free to contact me, ask me questions, and tell me about yourself. Because remember, silence means consent. 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 Silence means consent. A podcast by Mario Portella. Mm-hmm.